I'm convinced that in the age of remote work, the best way to stand out as a believer, to bring glory to God, is by having a reputation of integrity. Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the show that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I'm your host, Regan Rose. Well, guys, in this week's episode, I want to share some thoughts on what I think is one of the most important ways for Christians who are working from home to be the light of Christ. So what we're going to be talking about actually is the subject of integrity. Uh, Before we jump into that, I want to let you know this is the end of season two. Yes, I know. I hear your tears. I hear them spattering on the floor. So I'll be taking a short break, and then I'll be back with season three in a couple of weeks. But while we're on a break, I want to let you know a couple of things you could do. Um, This show, even though some of you, maybe if you're watching on American Gospel TV, you only see two seasons. Well, there's actually a back catalog of over 100 episodes on the podcast version of this. So feel free to browse those. You can find all of those on redeemingproductivity.com, or if you just search Redeeming Productivity in your favorite podcast player. But the best way to stay in the loop would be to jump on the newsletter. I send out a weekly newsletter on all things productivity and Christian living. It's called Reagan's Roundup. It's totally free. If you go to newsletter.redeemingproductivity.com, you can sign up to get that newsletter every Thursday. All right, the last thing I want to say before we get into the episode is if redeeming productivity has been a blessing to you, if you've been getting value out of the show or my newsletter or my videos or anything that I do here I would just ask you to prayerfully consider giving to this ministry. If you don't know, this is a one-man operation. I do everything for this, and this is my full-time job. And so that, of course, requires funds to keep going. And so some of the ways I support this is through selling my courses, like Power Mornings, which you should check out. But one way the Lord has blessed us to sort of keep this thing going is through listeners or viewers like yourself who give through Patreon. We have several loyal patrons who help support the show, help me to keep making this week after week after week. And so if you're able and if the Lord puts it on your heart, I would just ask you to prayerfully consider becoming a patron. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash redeemingprod, and you can just sign up as a monthly supporter of this show, and I send you a few extra perks, some stickers, notebooks, different things like that, depending on the different tier you sign up for. So if you're finding value in this. If you're feeling blessed, if you're able, the Lord puts it in your heart. Please consider signing up at patreon.com slash redeemingprod. Thank you. And links for all of that stuff I just mentioned will be in the show notes and the description. So a few weeks ago, I was reading an article from a Christian author who was basically arguing against work from home situations, basically saying that if you had the option whether to work from home or to work in an office, that you should choose to be in an office because there's so many more benefits of working with other people. And one of the ones he cited was the opportunity for evangelism in the workplace. And I agree with that. I mean, that's a wonderful um, benefit of being in an office with other people and unbelievers is opportunities to get to know them and, and share Christ with them. But I also think, as a very strong advocate myself of remote work and work from home with the benefits of it, I think that uh, there are unique opportunities that remote work presents for us to be the light of Christ 
to our coworkers. And so I was thinking about this after I read that article, that the one thing that really comes to the top in my mind when I think of the unique benefits of remote work is we have an opportunity. If, if you're somebody who is working from home for an employer, you have an opportunity to show them Christ by demonstrating Christ-like integrity in your work. And this can be a very powerful example, but it's something I think, if we're being honest, we've probably all struggled with. And a lot of these principles we're going to talk about will be as effective in the workplace as not. So keep listening, even if you don't work from home. But I do think this can be a specific way we can minister and be the light of Christ, even when we're not physically present with our coworkers or our boss. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Now, if there is one word that I probably say more than any other on this show, it's probably glory and or glorifying God. And I really do believe that the most productive thing we can do with our lives as Christians is optimize in such a way that our lives bring God the most glory possible. And what we see in this passage is that one way that we glorify God is by letting our light shine before others. And he explains is that they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. And so one way we can glorify God is by acting like Christians, by doing good works. And that people will see that and they'll see what's different about them. And then you say, well, Christ has changed me. But I think we'd all admit that it's hard to shine that light over Zoom or over email when they don't see our lives and the intricacies of them as close up as we do in a workplace. So how do you shine for Christ as a work from home worker? I think the biggest thing is by proving yourself to be trustworthy. I think one of the best testimonies you can have as a remote worker is by showing yourself to have integrity. Years ago, I worked with a national um, college ministry, and one of the things they did every summer is they would send students, or they could go on these sort of mission trips for the summer to different cities. Often it was beach towns. And while they were there, they would get jobs in the area, and they would get to know people, and they would evangelize. It was sort of like um, you know, stateside missions. It was very cool. And... One of the things that would happen over and over again in a lot of these cities that would send these projects to every summer is employers there who employed summer workers would want the people, the Christians, that were part of these groups. And I heard stories about this over and over again, is employers, non-believers, would say, I want to hire those people every summer because they don't steal from me, they don't ghost me, they don't flake out, they're hard workers. And in that way, these Christians, just in the way they work, just in the way that they were, were testimonies to these unbelievers because they were trustworthy, because they had integrity. And that showed and people knew that something was different about them. And I think that there's an opportunity for us to do that as remote workers, because if you've worked remotely, you know the temptation is to slack off, is that when people aren't around and don't see you, you can work less hard than if people 
uh, have visibility on you. And I think one of our opportunities we have before us is to be really faithful remote workers, to have integrity when we work from home, and in that way, shine the light of Christ. I'm convinced that in the age of remote work, the best way to stand out as a believer, to bring glory to God, is by having a reputation of integrity. If you were thrust into remote work in the last year, year and a half because of COVID stuff, you have probably felt that pull to slack off a little bit. There's lots of benefits to remote work, but one temptation that we're presented with is that it's hard to sometimes do the right thing or to work as hard when you know nobody is really watching. It's easier to fake, I think. Um, And obviously our employers have some of the same concerns. They're wondering if I can't see them, how do I know they're working? And, you know, there's been a lot of employers that are new to this over the last year and a half that have been trying to sort through what that looks like. How do I hold people accountable? I think that's why um, many employers are so eager to get uh, their workforce back in the office ASAP. It's because they don't know how to handle this situation where they can't see the people that they're responsible for. And sometimes that can be frustrating. I know that. But I think if we're being honest, it's a fair thing for employers to wonder, because if we're being really, really honest, probably we have taken advantage of the remote work arrangement and been a little less honest than we should be. And I think the problem isn't that remote work makes us into lazy workers. I think it just makes it easier to get away with. And so here's just some thoughts on how to be a remote worker with integrity, how to honor your employer and how to bring glory to God uh, in this arrangement. Because the the difference really is that in real life, it's a lot harder to fake. It's harder to um, put up uh, an online status or fake it on your little team chat so you can slip away to the golf course for the day or something because people can see you. But everybody knows there are ways to be a slacker in real life too and get away with it. So it's not that remote work makes you lazy or makes you into a slacker. It just makes it easier. And that's why we need to be all the more diligent about making sure that we're operating with integrity as Christians when there's no one watching. So I think a thing we need to keep in mind here is one of the principles that comes out of 1 Peter 2.18. Let me read it to you. It says, servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. One of the principles from that, it's not just about a slave master relationship in, in, you know, in in the, um, in the world of that time, we can apply the principle to our employers too, that we are to show respect to our employers, that we are to honor them. That's what honors God is us, us being respectful to those who, uh, whose authority we're under. And of course, being honest with them and having integrity and being hard worker. And so if we're going to be the light of Christ to our coworkers, even when we're working from home, man, we better be marked by integrity. But I think the big question is, how do you do this? How do you make yourself do this without that sort of check in place, without that accountability of having other people around? I think if we're being honest with ourselves, sometimes we struggle with that. Sometimes it's easy to kind of phone it in, right? So what do you do? Well, I think the important thing is to remember is this is really a matter of the heart above all. If this work from home integrity thing is something that you're struggling with, here's kind of a way to think about that in a positive sense. 
God may have just providentially provided you with a really needed heart check. What I mean is perhaps this situation, like I said, it hasn't made you lazy. It hasn't made you slack off, but it has revealed something in your heart. It's shown that you really weren't working from a place where your objective was to please God. You were just trying to get by. Maybe remote work has simply exposed your bad motives about work that were already there. What I mean is if you only work hard when people are watching, that evidence is a heart that is not seeking primarily to please God. And that's a problem. Colossians 3, 23 through 24, it says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord. And a lot of times we take that verse and we say work heartily. That means work hard. I think that's an aspect of it, but it really does say heartily. And what, what it means is working from the heart, from, from the, the inner person. And the, the thrust of this isn't just, just to work hard. It means work with your motivations coming from a desire to please God and not people. Think about that. What would your work look like uh, as a remote worker if your the thing that drove you wasn't just to do whatever the bare minimum was so you get paid and not get fired or chastised, but if your objective was to please God in all of your work? I think it would make our work really good. And I think one area that would shine really brightly would be in our integrity. We'd be people of our word. We'd be people that when we're on the clock, we're actually working. You know, there's a lot written about integrity in the secular business world or in self-help books. And that's great that it's emphasized. But a lot of times when they give the reason why you should care about integrity, it's really just so that you, you basically act with integrity all the time so that you don't get caught when you're not paying attention, right? It's just so you don't accidentally mess up. That's why you should have integrity. That's a terrible reason for integrity. The reason you have integrity when people aren't watching is because you recognize that there is one who is always watching. And that one who is always watching is God. And that one who is always watching is really the person you should have been seeking to please all along anyway, because it's he whose opinion ultimately matters most. And it is only this view of integrity, this view of integrity that says, I'm working for God, not for men, that will enable you to work from the heart, to work in a manner where you're motivated to do the hard stuff, even when no one's watching, even when no one's around, even when you know you're not going to get credit for it. Because why? You're not doing it for the credit. You're doing it to serve God. And what it really is, is it's an eternal perspective on integrity because it understands that my reward is not the short-term thing of getting a promotion or not getting in trouble. My reward for my work ultimately is in heaven, is being faithful to God and working from the heart so that I'm pleasing him. And one of the side benefits of that uh, perspective on integrity is it allows us not to get frustrated when other people lack integrity and are getting ahead despite that. Because, I mean, look, let's be honest. One of the ways we can justify slacking off when someone isn't watching or being less than honest at work or when we're working from home, one of the ways we justify that is we say everybody does it. Everybody does it. Or you look at someone specifically and say, that guy does it all the time or my supervisor does it all the time. 
So I should be able to do it too. Look, that's not the right way to look at it, is it? No, not if you're seeking to please God. Not if you're seeking to please God. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. That doesn't justify you lacking integrity too, just because others do. So at the end of the day, we may be able to fake results for a little while. We may be able to fool our employer. Um, we may be able to get away with it, but God isn't deceived even for a moment. And so those who work from the heart, we don't take shortcuts because we know that there is a God with an unblinking eye on the racetrack and he's the one keeping score. He's the one who we're seeking to please. He's the one who sees our progress. And when it comes to remote work integrity, if you get the heart right, if you focus on pleasing God first, everything else will follow. Now, I want to just briefly here discuss a couple of practical ways that you can develop this reputation for integrity. Because look, I mean, half the battle is being a person of integrity. But if we're being honest, like the other half is we need to also, if we're going to have a reputation of trust as a work from home worker, uh, we need to communicate, right? So you want to have the integrity. You want to be working from the heart, but you also want to make sure that uh, you're communicating with your employer and being a blessing to them in the work from home arrangement. So I just want to give you a couple of ways you can do that. Um, and the first one is clarifying expectations. I think one of the the biggest problems with remote work is, is unclarified re- expectations. In fact, this is the problem in any relationship, people will tell you, whether it's a, a spouse or a sibling or a friend or an employer, one of the biggest sources of frustration and, uh, and problems is when expectations are unclear. And so this is just as true in the employer-employee relationship. We need to clarify expectations. And like I said in the beginning, like this is new for a lot of people. Work from home stuff is new for a lot of companies. I mean, I know it's been a year and a half, but still, people are still figuring it out. They don't know what to do. And so even if your employer's already communicated expectations with you about what they what they think it should look like for you to be working from home, it might be worthwhile to proactively have those discussions with them again. You ask, because they might be making assumptions that you don't even know about. Um, Just for example, some questions you could ask your supervisor. How often do they want updates from you? Uh, Is it okay for you to take a couple of hours off if you make it up in the evening? Like, can you do that? Like some people do that um, and they just tell themselves they're going to do that, but they don't tell their employer. And so you end up doing this thing where, where it's dishonest because you're pretending that you're working during those times. And even though you do wake it up later, you shouldn't be pretending you're working during those times. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you, if you have a team chat thing, you can fake an online status and disappear for a little while. And you feel like you're being honest because later on you made up that time. That's wonderful. You made up that time, but you also sort of lied there, didn't you? To tell them that you were going to be there during those hours. So I'm just saying is be frank, be clear, tell them, is this, ask, is this okay? Is this okay? I want to do this. Would this be all right? And you know, nine out of 10, they're going to say, yeah, that's fine. But long as you communicate. Uh, another question that would be a great thing, and maybe your employer hasn't even talked about this with you is how are they evaluating productivity? There's a famous story of the Yahoo's CEO, Marissa Mayer, who back in 2013, a long time ago, she banned remote work. And she did it on the basis of the fact is that she looked at uh, email server logs 
and didn't think remote workers were sending enough emails. And so she basically communicated to them, if if you don't send more emails, then I'm going to assume you're not being productive. And look, I mean, the number of emails sent is probably the worst measure of productivity in the universe. But besides that point, there is kind of an uneasiness that a lack of visibility gives to your employer. And I think that we should be sympathetic to that, understand that, and try to soothe that disease by telling them, by over-communicating with them, essentially, and asking, what what are you expecting of me? What is the output you want to see? How are you measuring that? So I can make sure that you know that the work's getting done. Because this is what you're trying to do. You're helping them, but you're helping yourself out too. What you're trying to do is you're trying to say, I am trustworthy. That's what you want to do. You want to prove to them that you're trustworthy. And I'm not saying to do this in some mercenary manner just to benefit yourself. I'm saying that this is part of that whole having integrity thing. Have integrity and then go out of your way to communicate with them so that they can know they can trust you. So you can be a blessing to them. They can kind of just not even worry about you because they know that you're on track. And all the while, you're being a light of Christ for them. So frank discussions, that's just so important. Have a frank discussion about uh, expectations. And just as an aside, maybe you're listening to this and you manage remote workers yourself. I, I, as someone who has managed remote workers myself and, you know, felt some of those tensions, some of those issues, I just think it's incredibly important for you to err on the side of over-communication because there really are, there's two types of people who struggle in the remote work arrangement. One of those is the, the slacker, the person who's like taking advantage of it. Okay, and we need to communicate expectations with them so that they can, you know, rise to the occasion. But there's another type too, and that's the remote worker who is way overdoing it. They're the person who just never turns off. Like remote work is destroying their life because it's they're letting it take over everything. And I think that managers or bosses or whatever, you can do a real blessing to the people who work from you for you by really making crystal clear your expectations of them and doing it in a way that doesn't just make all of them feel like you want them to work more, 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 but in a way that that communicates to the people who might be slacking off a little and to those who are overdoing it and possibly burning themselves out. Okay. And rant. That's my aside to, uh, to managers. And really the, the big point, this is the other one. So the first things, the way you can bless your employer uh, and, and communicate trust and integrity is by clarifying expectations with them. And the other one is really just a broader application of that. And that's just proactively communicate. Proactively communicate. You help out your employer and yourself so much just by communicating. And more than anything else, remote work, work from home, it's about trust. It's about trust. Remote employees who respect that arrangement Instead of trying to exploit it, they're going to be rewarded with greater latitude, more trust. And this, again, this is a side benefit of integrity is it's a blessing to you as well. It says in Proverbs 10, 9, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his way crooked will be found out. And so there's, there's a real life wisdom application to that. When you walk in integrity, you don't have to be looking over your shoulder. When you know that you're doing what's required of you, what your employer is expecting of you, and you're doing it well, and you're communicating that. There's nothing to worry about 
because you're not going to be found out. But you know, if you've done this, you know that awful feeling when you do try to take advantage of the arrangement and sneak away or do something that, you know, wasn't quite right. You know how bad that feels and how you're not really enjoying the thing you're doing anyway, because you you know there's a chance you're going to be found out. And ultimately, like we said, you will be found out because God is watching. But the big thing you can do here is just proactively communicate. And that, that serves your employer and yourself really well. Because listen, it's like I was saying, put yourself in your boss's shoes for a second. This person is responsible for your output, right? Like say you have a supervisor, they're responsible to their supervisor for what you do. And now they've been thrust in a situation where they can't see you. That's tough for them. Be understanding about that. I mean, and they probably don't want to nag you all the time. You might be frustrated that it feels like they're nagging you, but they're trying to do their job too. And so help them. Be a blessing to them. The best way to do that, communicate, talk. It's a great chance to help them and to save yourself a lot of grief. And I put it this way, in the age of remote work, a proactive communicator is a blessing to their employer. If you want to bless your employer, which you should want to as a believer, be a proactive communicator. Here's a couple of simple ways you can do that. At the beginning of each week, consider messaging your boss and saying, hey, here are the top three items for my week. Uh, Does that sound good? Anything I should add? Anything I should remove? Just give them clarity. This is what I'm working on before they even ask. Um, When you need a break, don't sneak away. Just give them a heads up. Everybody, I think by now, everybody understands that the work from home arrangement is a little bit more flexible. They don't, no one thinks you're going to be sitting at your computer for eight hours straight. You never did that in an office. I don't think anyone's thinking anyone's doing that. I hope not because that's, you know, bad for your back, but just tell your, your supervisor, say, Hey, I'm going to clear my head. I I need a little break. I'm going to go walk the dog around the block. I'm going to be back in 15 minutes. Nobody's going to care if you do that. Just tell them. And, And so you're not being weird about it. You're not like worried if they message you and you're panicked trying to text them back. They know you're gone and you're going to be right back. Uh, one other thing, if you mess up, if something happens, just communicate it as soon as possible. This is true whether you're in an office environment as well. Don't just leave them in the dark. Just call them or send them an email or send them a team chat. I goofed up. I'm double booked for our one o'clock. Can we reschedule? Simple stuff like that. And I know sometimes, at least for me, I can feel like I'm I'm bugging people by over communicating. But I'll tell you as someone who formerly managed people, I never begrudged those reports of mine who over-communicated. You know what I mean? I was never like, oh, this guy again telling me what he's working on. No, that's what I wanted. And that's what your supervisor wants too. You're not bugging them by doing that. Obviously, don't be like obnoxious asking for their time all the time, but just tell them what you're doing. Because guess what will happen? Same thing happened for me. Those people who over-communicated to me, those are the ones I learned to trust. Those are the ones who I never wondered if they were up to no good, if they're slacking off, I always trusted them because they overcommunicated. So why don't you do that too? Be a proactive communicator, be a blessing to your boss. And in the same way, while you're doing that, you're shining the light of Christ by showing the integrity that he has wrought in your heart because you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. There's no doubt about it. Remote work presents some unique challenges. I think there's a lot of awesome, unique benefits uh, remote work has too. Like I said, I'm an advocate of it. I love it. I think it's a good thing overall. But uh, I think as Christians, if you're a remote worker, you should really think carefully about how you can continue to be a witness to your coworkers, to your employer, even when you're working remotely. 
And I think a really good way to do that is by having integrity and just communicating. Because at the end of the day, as workers, what are we? We're, we're, we're not just doing the job to make a paycheck. We're here on a mission to bring glory to the King of Kings. And one way we do that is by showing ourselves to be people whose lives are marked by integrity and whose character is never in doubt. So let's try to be a blessing to our employers. Let's try to be people who are marked by integrity and let's work from the heart and let's do it in a way that brings God glory. Well, guys, that's all I have for you this week. Like I mentioned in the beginning, this is the end of season two. I hope you'll stick around for the next season. Browse some of the back catalog. Get on that newsletter at newsletter.reviewingproductivity.com. And I will see you again here in a couple of weeks. But until I do, remember this. In whatever you do, do it well and do it all for the glory of God.